Hello and welcome to Gunsmokin' uh, with Grant. My foolish and pointless attempt to watch and review all 635 episodes of TV's Gunsmoke. A show I've never seen, uh, nor have I ever been encouraged to watch it. This is an excellent plan, because not only is it a 60-year-old show that nobody watches anymore uh, under the age of 75, it also is basically not streaming anywhere. So if you'd like to follow along, you really can't. Um, I see no flaws with this plan, and I expect the ad money to start rolling in. Now, here you can imagine a sting, or possibly a theme song. I have no plans for one, but maybe someday there will be. Um, so welcome. This is the first episode of the Gunsmoking Podcast, a name that I came up with before I had any point uh, or idea of what to do with it. And I decided that I will watch every episode of Gunsmoke because I have mental health issues. So, that's the premise. I'm watching every episode of Gunsmoke. There are 635 episodes. If I get through them all, uh, it will be a miracle. Also, the first two seasons are available streaming. If you'd like to follow along, you can watch the first two seasons on Paramount+. Plus. Um... Beyond that, if I make it past the first two seasons, I'm going to have to buy all 20 seasons on DVD, which means I'm going to have to buy a DVD player. So, uh, let's get that Patreon money coming in toot sweet, eh? All right, well, enough preamble. Let's get into it. Gunsmoke, Season 1, Episode 1. We open with a duel. Our hero, uh, who we will later find out is Marshall Dillon, Pulls and fires first, uh, and although we don't see what happens to his opponent, I can tell you with certainty that he is dead as hell. Um, we then have the sting, the opening credits. We pull out of the credits to find Matt Dillon, our hero, the marshal, who has not been introduced to us yet, but that's a bit of foreshadowing, meets a stranger out in the wilderness. Stranger's heading for Dodge City. Dodge City happens to be where Marshall Dillon is heading, so he offers to let the uh, stranger, whose name we find out is Purse, uh, ride into town with him. It's too far to go in one day, so they decide they will spend the night out on the on the range and then head into town in the morning. As they are uh, as they're sitting around the campfire, they end up getting jumped. By three men on horseback. Turns out these three men, although they don't have a whole lot to say, they have beef with uh, Marshall Dillon. And beyond that, they also know Purse. This is where we learn of Purse's backstory. Um, they recognize him from Arizona. Now, what was Purse doing in Arizona? We don't know yet. But we know that these outlaws recognize him. Well, the outlaws... Being outlaws, they decide they're going to kill Marshall Dillon. And uh, they offer to let Purse ride with them. And Purse says that he doesn't think three against one or uh, four against one is a very fair fight. So he says, how about three on two? And while they're puzzling it out, and uh, while Marshall Dillon is saying, you don't have to do this, you know, you don't have to fight with me. Uh, Purse just pulls his gun, shoots one of them on the horse, 
Marshall Dillon pulls his gun and shoots the other two, and that's the last we hear of those three guys. Um, they do all get names in the episode. Only one of them gets a name in the moment. Um, Kemp is the leader. And then you've also got Withers and Nichols, and they're also both dead. They will not return. We move on. Night falls. They go to bed. Get up in the morning. Now, the comic relief element appears. We wake. Uh, we uh, we open on a man, and his alarm is going off, and it's very loud and jangly. And this guy cannot get that alarm to stop. I mean, he basically tears down the whole police station or sheriff's office i don't really know what it would have been called at that point um ends up dismantling the whole alarm clock down to its component pieces and right as he gets it uh into as many pieces as there were in an alarm clock from the 1800s say 30 or 40 uh marshall dylan and purse arrive now our uh our comedy guy here is still in his pajamas which is, of course, very hilarious when they roll in. Uh, he offers to make a fire, and Purse says, no, nah, I'll do it. And uh, he does. Now, after this, they move along, and uh, Purse says he's going to go get a drink. So he heads into town. He goes to a saloon. I'm still, this is episode one, and I've never seen it, so I'm still trying to puzzle out all of the... Uh, the map and whatnot but he goes to the log long branch i believe is what it's called um and it's a saloon and i believe miss kitty is the owner she's at least the proprietor um purse is sitting at the table playing poker and chester chester is the name of our comedy relief he's the deputy or the sidekick or the right hand man to marshall dillon not exactly sure what his job title is that has not yet been disclosed um, but he's he's the barney fife to marshall dillon's andy griffith uh, and he does talk a bit like don knotts or i guess more appropriately don knotts's barney um, is probably modeled somewhat on chester from gunsmoke chester's talking to miss kitty who is um the most eligible female person in the town and Marshall Dillon shows up as they're talking about, will Miss Kitty ever find a man? Marshall Dillon rolls in, and Miss Kitty uh, implies that she would be extremely happy to ride more than just the Marshall's horse. Uh, so we have our will-they-won't-they they established. I imagine that it will carry through many episodes, although at this point that is just a hunch. Now, Purse... Gets up from the table, sees a woman, find out later her name is Ida Poe, and Purse is uh, into Ida on a level that is a, a bit off-putting, if I'm honest. They, uh, they start flirting a little bit, and Purse is warned by Chester to stay away from Ida because her boyfriend is rich. And he's a big shot in the town. And Purse is not interested in hearing that. Uh, so he goes and talks to Ida that night at the bar. And they end up heading outside for a little bit of a uh, clandestine affair. 
nothing nothing much happens but uh, there's a lot of conversation about keeping women and how uh, she needs a man who is well like basically who's rich lots of talk about uh, her wanting a rich man and purse is like well I'm not I'm not rich yet but I but I could be I could get a job I, I'm a good gambler and she's like nope that ain't gonna do it uh, the only good gambler is the one who cheats. And he's like, well, I'm not going to cheat. She's like, well, then you're not smart enough. So she is all about the Benjamins or whoever would have been on the money at the time. Um, this show is set in the 1800s. So, uh, we have a second meeting with purse and Ida at this second meeting. Now bear in mind, she is still with a man. She is uh, not a single person. There is a kiss. This is our first kiss of the show. Episode one, first kiss. Three deaths and one kiss in the first episode already. Um, seems like this might be a horny show. I'm not, I'm not sure yet. Obviously, we were only one episode in, but uh, it, it may be a horny show. So the kiss happens. They go their separate ways. We cut to the next day. Next day, Doc comes in, who is identified by the fact that they call him Doc, uh, and scams some coffee from the sheriff's office. Uh, his, his line is that uh, it's cheaper than down at Delmonico's. Chester doesn't take very, uh, very kindly to this, and it seems like those two are going to have a real, uh, real kind of jittery, poke kind of relationship where they... They kind of get along, but they kind of don't. And there's a little bit of a rivalry there. Seems like that's going to develop. Anyway, Purse rolls in and asks for a job because he is desperate about this Ida Poe lady. And um, Marshall Dillon gets him a job. Easy as that. Down at the cattle yards. I can confirm that there are cattle yards in Dodge City. So this is historically accurate. We see him hard at work at the cattle yards i i assume this is all the same day but the time frame is not ever really uh explained so i don't know if he got a i don't know if he had like a two-week waiting period i don't know if there were multiple rounds of interviews i don't know uh did he have to do a presentation about how he would feed the cows that is not explained we just cut to him working on feeding cows and then getting a drink now, as he's getting a drink, he looks up, and who does he see coming out of the building-marked office? Then Miss Kitty, uh, no, sorry, not Miss Kitty, Ida. Ida and her boyfriend, Hank. Uh, I have a, this is an aside, but I have a strong and fast rule that people named Hank are not to be trusted. And this show, so far, is uh, reinforcing that opinion. So, Hank is uh is with her and she does not give him the time of day and they head off so he comes back to the bar that night and uh tells marshall Dillon that he's quit his job because he's not going to be able to make enough money in in a short enough time period for him to get ida poe so we should discuss more about purse um, because this was not established at the beginning but this backstory did come in so Purse used to be a, a stagecoach robber, but he got caught after robbing, I believe, his third stagecoach, and he got sent to prison where he stayed for about a year. 
Now he's sworn off stagecoach robbing, but he disclosed to Marshall Dillon that he was a one-man band. He uh, he robbed stagecoaches by himself, and that was it. Just him. This is called foreshadowing. So, Purse tells Marshall Dillon now that he's leaving town. He's heading out for a week. He's got an idea for how he's going to make a bunch of money all at once, and then Ida will want him. Uh, if you are picking up that we are supposed to assume something bad is going to happen, you are correct. The music has gotten ominous. Now, Purse leaves, and we cut to the next day. Chester and Marshall Dillon are going to watch a stagecoach come in because, frankly, it's the 1880s and there's not much, uh, not much on TV. Stagecoach comes in, and out gets Freddy. Freddy is not introduced any further than this. Um, what we know of Freddy is that he has been shot in the shoulder. It looks like Purse has returned to his highwayman ways. Uh, talk to the stagecoach driver. And he says, yeah, weirdest thing. Guy popped out of the bushes. Just one guy. Just one guy. And uh, I threw him down the threw him down the treasure box that we were carrying with us, but it was empty. And, uh, boy, he was a good shot because he sure, he sure winged Freddy uh, before we could do anything. Now, Purse has now shown up. We're, we're at the nighttime now, and he's talking to Marshall Dillon. And he says, I, uh, I was out of town. That's right. It didn't work out. Uh, I thought I was going to go make a bunch of money, and it turns out I'm not gonna. And at this point, you are still to believe that he tried to rob that stagecoach. Um, but here's the twist. He was going to go buy a bunch of cattle and sell them. He wasn't going to be a criminal. He was going to be an entrepreneur, which is a different kind of criminal. The guy who owned the cattle either didn't want to sell them or he didn't have enough money or the guy took his money and didn't give him the cattle i'm not entirely sure it was not uh not super clearly explained in the episode but he's frustrated he's worn out he heads into the bar he wants a drink tells marshall dillon he'll buy him a drink marshall dillon has um unspecified marshall business to attend to but he says i'll be over there in a minute Purse is in the bar, he's drinking, he's playing poker and losing, and wouldn't you believe it, he walks over to Ida, and he's uh, he's caught on. He lost a bunch of money at poker, and she is not giving him the time of day, and he's like, alright, I get it, I get it, I'm done with you. So, um, positive, positive growth for Purse, right? Well, they're standing very close together at the bar, and in comes Hank. Hank decides that he wants to start a fight with Purse, so he does. He accuses him of being a coward and a thief. I believe those were his words. And then he repeats it as Purse is walking away. And uh, Purse ain't going to stand for that kind of shit. So he turns around and just blows Hank away. Just right there in the bar. Well, now, this is bad news. Um, it's a great shot, but uh, poorly advised. We now cut to Chester, who is sitting outside talking to Doc about how it's a shame that the shooting happened. 
and uh, Doc wants to know where Marshall Dillon is, and he says, well, he said he'd be back any minute. Um, no cell phones, so hard to get in touch. Um, interestingly, Chester has a piece of information that uh, Purse definitely didn't rob that stagecoach because they caught the guy who did it. So Purse is innocent of the stagecoach robbery, which is nice to know. Uh, he was telling the truth. He's a murderer, but he was an honest one. Well, Marshall Dillon gets back because this show is only an hour long. And uh, they fill him in, let him know what's going on. And they say, well, he's just down by the, down by the hotel and he hasn't left. He's just sitting there. Marshall Dillon says, all right, I guess I got to go talk to him. So he heads down and he starts talking to, uh, talking to Purse. Saying, hey, Purse, what the fuck? And Purse just basically says, yeah, I shot him. Marshall Dillon says, well, could it have been self-defense? And Purse says, nope. And Marshall Dillon's like, well, okay, I'm trying to help you out here, but there's not much I can do at this point. He says, well, you'll get a fair trial. And Purse says, nah, nah, not about that life. I can't go back to jail. And, uh. I couldn't have run because you would have just tracked me down. So why delay the inevitable and have a gunfight out there when we can have it right here? Now, Marshall Dillon, he's kind of taken to Purse. And it, it's been very hard for me to not call him Pierce this whole time, by the way, because Purse is not a name. Um, he's taken to Purse. And he says, well, Purse, uh, that's not going to happen because I'm not going to draw down on you. you know, I'm not going to pull my gun. And Purse says, oh, yeah, you will. And he starts backing up. And... Five seconds later, Marshall Dillon has shot and killed Purse. These people have amazing accuracy. And just like fucking headshot after headshot. Although, because it's TV in the 50s, they're not headshots. Very, there's no blood. Um, you can't even see a hole, frankly. But it is implied by the fact that all of these characters die. That uh, everybody has just incredible incredible accuracy to the vital organs on the say middle portion of your body uh, chest area so he drops purse and uh then he sees ida standing around and he says well you did this like i know you didn't i know you didn't actually shoot him but you were uh fucking with him and trying to get him in trouble and look look here look you got him killed um, and you'll have to live with that forever. I don't know if she will return. If she does return, I imagine she will become a drunk. Um, but I also figure she might not come back. Some of these people uh, seemed like they might be characters that stuck around for more than an episode. I, I thought Purse might be getting set up to be a uh, long-term character. And nope, just waxed at the end of the episode. So there is, uh, I imagine, going to be a lot of that. We've got five deaths and three kisses in this first episode, which I think I'm going to try to keep track of uh, cumulatively. Five deaths, three kisses. Which is not... Uh, well, you know what? That's still probably a lot for now. Um, people always talk about how violent TV is now, but they killed five people in one episode of this show. 
so that's Gunsmoke episode one. I, thus far, do not particularly care for it. Uh, I thought it was going to be 30 minute episodes, and they're all 50 minutes. So that has. That was a depressing realization uh, when I pulled it up on old Paramount Plus. By the way, if you are still listening and would like to follow along, seasons one and two are on Paramount Plus. Um, I do not know where else you would watch it uh, unless you're able to find a a source. If you are able to find a source, let me know because I don't want to spend $200 for the box set. Um, but we've got it. We got some days before that. We got 70 episodes before we got to worry about that. But that's it. That's episode one. Um, it's all black and white currently. James Arness plays Marshall Dillon. I don't know him from anything. Uh, I don't recognize any of these actors. But it's not overly shocking because this show started in like 1955. Ran for 20 years, so there's a lot of episodes. 635, I believe I've mentioned that a couple times. And you are welcome to accompany me on all of them. Or, if you're smart, you will not. Uh, Check in around episode 450 and see how we're doing. I'm sure that uh, there will be some exciting changes around here. That's gun smoking, folks. Imagine here that I've got a outro sting and, um, you know, the tag from the podcasting network that I'm on is going to go at the end. Could be Acast, could be Maximum Fun, uh, could be Earwolf. I'm open. You know, let's start the bidding low, um, 4000 an episode, and we'll go from there. Tune in next time for Gunsmoking. Episode 2.